Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, making purchasing easy, safe, and the overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, let's take a look at the market update. Are the bulls maintaining control? That's the question. And that is the best bull sound I could find. But anyway, so the price of Bitcoin is currently at $7,048 flat from yesterday, right at where we were at the same time recording yesterday. We tested $69.50 today, bounced back over $7,000. Good sign for Bitcoin. Current market cap is currently at $229 billion, down about 2% from yesterday's gains. But if you remember yesterday, we were talking about huge, huge gains in the altcoin market as well. So slight correction from that, but still very promising. Bitcoin dominance is sitting at 52.96%. What does that mean? Bitcoin is 52.96% of the total cryptocurrency value market cap. So why is that important? Typically, we see some of the strongest runs in cryptocurrency happen when Bitcoin is maintaining that 50 plus percent dominance. So why is that important? It's a, it puts a lot of confidence in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin as well. And if you remember what we've mentioned in the past, most altcoins trade to a Bitcoin pair. So if Bitcoin is floundering and not a huge part of the market cap, you'll see money shift away, which indicates confidence in Bitcoin shifts away. So when you see that, that 50 plus percent dominance, that gives some good confidence in the Bitcoin market. All right. So good, good news there. All right. Next up. Let's take a look at what's going on in the news today in cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is accepted everywhere. Well, kind of, I guess you could say. Digital payment firm Square won a patent for a payment network that allows merchants to accept payments in any currency, including Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency. Public, public documents published on August 21st show that the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has approved Square's application to patent a system that allows merchants to accept cryptocurrencies alongside conventional payment methods and cash out of their cryptocurrency of choice. So Square filed for this patent back in September of last year. That's not unique, so th there's obviously something unique about it for them to get a patent, but BitPay has been doing this since 2011. BitPay offers a crypto card, a credit card, uh, but Square already has tremendous market penetration. So adding cryptocurrency payments to its present POS system is gonna allow millions of merchants to accept Bitcoin without having to onboard to another payment processor or convert manually convert cryptocurrency funds into fiat. That is where a lot of the concern is with people accepting cryptocurrency. Many cryptocurrency enthusiasts that own businesses are okay with accepting crypto as is, but many people, many other merchants wouldn't mind accepting cryptocurrency if there was an instant way to convert it to the fiat funds, which they, you know, they prefer to use in most of their transactions. So great move for Square there. Let's move along. So in Yahoo Finance, Yahoo Finance has integrated trading with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin on its platform. Yeah, you heard that right. Yahoo Finance, you can now purchase Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. So while you can find statistics on their, on their finance platform for other currencies like Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic, EOS. They currently don't have any buy and sell options for those cryptocurrencies. The development has led to some in the crypto community to say it is an important step forward for crypto adoption. So crypto enthusiast and founder of Morgan Creek Digital, which has created the 
which launched a crypto fund yesterday. So their, their founder, Anthony Pompliano, tweeted earlier today, said, you can now buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin on Yahoo Finance. The virus is spreading. All right, a little bit of sarcasm there, but what does that mean? More and more adoption, moving towards adoption. So next up, let's take a look at what's going on in the ICO world. So the North American Securities Administrators Association, a lot to say, also known as NASAA, said Tuesday it had expanded the number of investigations into ICOs or initial coin offerings to 200 in what they're calling Operation Crypto Sweep. In May, they started with 70 active cases. So in an ICO, coins and tokens are put for sale as a form of crowdfunding, but they're often backed by an abstract idea or nothing at all. I've invested in quite a few last year where it was just an abstract idea of what was coming. Many of those have panned out, and in 2017, we saw huge gains from these ICOs, which is why it's been such a hot market and hot topic, and also it's been a hotbed for scams to pop up. Um, so some high-profile frauds have been unveiled. The fundraising method has raised $12 billion this year alone, compared to only 7.4 billion last year. So according to research forum Autonomous Next, much of that total came from retail investors. The SEC said in June that while Bitcoin and Ether are not securities, many ICOs are. What is a retail investor? That is not someone investing in a store. A retail investor is your everyday investor like you and I. We're not accredited. You know, we don't have millions of dollars at our disposal. We're considered a retail investor, uh, which is what the SEC tries to protect. Uh, in many cases, it's not very effective, but they try to protect. So the SEC said in June that while Bitcoin and ETH are not securities, many ICOs are. SEC Chairman Jay Clayton has also made it clear that all ICOs constitute securities. And in a recent CNBC interview said, if it's a security, we're regulating it. So interesting note here. So if you look, the SEC had launched a fake ICO website called HowieCoins.com. If you check, I just posted that link on our Facebook page on the same name as this podcast, From No Crypto to No Crypto. HowieCoins.com, as much as I'm not a fan of the SEC and some of their actions, I, it was, it's a very good site to show you how you can be fooled by a, a sharp-looking website with a quote-unquote development team and everything to be in line, even a white paper, but it is all showing you that it's it's showing you how to avoid scams and what to look for because to the common eye, that is a very good website, but it is just showing you how to be aware of scams. That's a scam. All right, next up, the Bitcoin hash rate. So the Bitcoin hash rate or the computing power of the Bitcoin network has broken yet another all-time high of 62 quintillion hashes per second. So this marks a 40% gain in the month of August with a whopping 35% gain over the past two days alone. So that comes just week after, after website Bitcoin is reported breaking the 50 quintillion mark, which was pre broke the previous 43 quintillion mark. So a lot of gibberish here, right? So what does that mean? So the network hash rate is up more than 150% over the last six months. Staggering rise in hash rate translate into new miners going live on the Bitcoin network. And what does that mean? Why are they going live on the Bitcoin network? Because they're hooking up more and more mining machines. So all this talk about mining not being profitable, interest in mining waning, it's really not that. It just hasn't been popular in the news. 
but mining is still going online. I've seen a local outfit here that is working on getting 200 machines online once energy completes their, their work there. So in other words, mining operators are investing real money with no qualms about this year's sluggish prices. Why would you do that? Because in the long term, you're bullish and you know that Bitcoin is going to be worth in the future. So in fact, Bitcoin has reported on numerous new mining farms spring up all over the world with some even shifting toward renewable energy. So Max Kaiser, who's a well-known, uh, you know, well-known in, in the space and his former Wall Street, Wall Street trader, I got tongue tie there, said that he now expects a new all-time high in price to follow. So based on this, this is his quote, quote unquote, based on my hash rate analysis, new all-time highs incoming, he tweeted, 28,000 still in play. So he's calling for $28,000 Bitcoin. Let's hope he's right. I know I am. Let's bring it on. So what's, what's up next in the news? Could Tesla tokenize? Now, it's, what does that mean? Could late Friday night, Elon Musk had announced that Tesla would stay public less than three weeks after the CEO initially tweeted he was considering taking the electric car company private. So he put out a tweet talking about possibly going private. We saw the stock price spike and then dip. And then he got a letter from the SEC, I guess, wanting to investigate what he did. Being a private head of, I mean, being a public head of Tesla, uh, you can't really tweet things like that and get away with it. But there's many reasons most cited for why Tesla was better off as a public company. But one of them, you know, kind of stuck out. And this is from an article that also posted on our Facebook page. He said, there is no proven path for most retail investors to own shares if we were private. Musk wrote in his official statement, but there is one risky investment that retail investors can own no matter how rich or not, and that's cryptocurrency. So could he take it? Could he, you know, could he take this thing into and tokenize the Tesla industry? I think he's already looking at it. And I saw a picture not too long ago of Elon Musk and he was holding a book in his hand. And when you zoom in on the book, it was a cryptocurrency book. One of the same ones that I read last year when I was just getting into cryptocurrency. So this is all just speculation here, but it's, it's a interesting point to, uh, to talk about. So moving up. So our fifth largest crypto exchange, which is called BitThumb out of South Korea has reopened account registrations uh, after a month long freeze. So local media outlet, Yonhap news reports Wednesday, August 29th. Um, I don't even know how to say this bank name. Nongyup Bank had previously suspended its services for BitThumb at the end of July. Rumors at the time suggesting the decision had come after the exchange lost 17 million in its most recent hack a month, month previously. Now they were able to reimburse everyone that lost during the hack. So it wasn't a big deal for them. But obviously once they went online today, we saw a huge spike in Bitcoin volume and trading volume. If you look back over the time period, cryptocurrency over the last 12 months, South Korea has played a huge role in cryptocurrency trading and driving prices based on how bullish that, that whole area is. So having them come back online was a good thing today. And we, we saw it, you know, we saw a lot of volume spike because of that. So last bit of news we're going to talk about before we move on to crypto education is Tron TRX. Tron just burned its fourth round of ERC 20 tokens. So this time around Tron towards 670 Make sure I got the number right. 670,045,551 coins that are no longer needed now that the platform, platform has left the Ethereum network. So the Tron wallet was just launched on the iOS app store today, which took a long time to get approved. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is Tron has been very bullish. They've seen 
over six straight days of continuous solid gains. And Tron gets a lot of, you know, catches a lot of slack for many things. They were accused early on of plagiarizing their white paper. Tron founder Justin Sun responded with, that was just how the translators, it was written in their native language. It was written in, and I believe it was Chinese, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that one. I don't have that in front of me. But anyway, it was written in a native language, and he said it just sounded like it was plagiarized because it was it was the way the translators had translated everything. They had to refer to other white papers to translate certain words into English language. But long story short, Justin's son, you have to give it to the guy. He has been just keeping Tron relevant, stopping them from falling into – just the lightness of every other coin, whether it's from announcements in purchasing co other companies uh, to launching apps to, I mean, many different applications he's working on. So Tron is trying to stay relevant. Uh, so that that's why we're looking at it. And it's been very bullish the last six days. All right. So let's jump into our crypto education corner. Let's crack a beer and look at some crypto education. All right. So one of the best things about the blockchain is that because it's a decentralized system, it exists between all permitted parties. There's no need to pay a middleman, right? So it saves you time and conflict. And what can help you better with that than a smart contract? So I'm just going to talk for a minute today about smart contract before I dig into two more cryptocurrencies that have a working product with a real world use case. Uh, so before I jump into that, I want to talk about smart contracts. Smart contracts help you exchange money, property, shares, or anything of value in a transparent, conflict-free way while avoiding the service of a middleman. So this can cut out all middlemen. I mean, think about when you go to buy a house. I mean, how many middlemen do you pay? You pay a realtor. You pay a title company. You pay an attorney for the closing fees. Now, imagine if that title was on the blockchain and a smart contract basically stated that once payment is received, that title is transferred over to you. No need, for, and then and then you can view the blockchain records to see that that title is good just as it is. You would not need any of those middlemen, so it is a much more efficient, much less costly process. And that's one example of how how smart contracts could work. Another way that could work is uh, if you think about if you're you know a landlord, you paying whether you're paying rent or you are the landlord. Uh, someone you know, instead of having to to meet up to to pay you to be able to get the keys to the apartment, they will, you know, they will submit payment. And once payment is, is executed on that smart contract, it releases say a key code that allows you to get into the apartment. As long as you pay the rent, you stop paying the rent. It could revoke that key code. So just a couple examples, kind of abstract there, but just a couple examples to show you what smart contract can be used for. So the best way to describe smart contracts, compare it to a vending machine. You know, ordinary, you go to a lawyer, a notary, pay them and wait while you get the document. With smart contracts, you simply drop a Bitcoin into the vending machine, which in this case is, is quote unquote, the ledger. And then your escrow, driver's license or whatever drops into your account. So more so smart contracts only define the rules and penalties around an agreement in the same way that a traditional contract does, but also it automatically enforces those obligations. So interesting things to see what's going to happen with smart contracts. We will see more about that in the future. All right. So then I was jumping to a couple of more, a couple more cryptocurrencies that have a working product with real world use case. So the first one we'll look at that's been shooting up recently in market cap rankings is Pundi X, which is symbol is NPXS. Um, 
really been moving up in the rankings. They have, they have a working product just recently became available to retailers. The primary PundiX product is a point of sale device that enables quick and easy mobile transactions for both fiat and cryptocurrencies. So 500 POS devices are already being used by retailers in Asia and there are thousands more scheduled to be distributed in upcoming months. PundiX also offers XPass cards, cryptocurrency credit cards that can work in place of mobile apps for making digital payments. So what makes PundiX project different is it enables consumers to pay retailers and cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether, and it immediately converts the payments into local fiat currency so that retailers don't need to worry about price volatility of the cryptocurrency. Sound familiar? Like I mentioned, that's very similar to the patent that Square just received, but this PundiX is really taking place. You know, it's really hitting Asia right now. It hasn't hit the US, but another example of what is going on. So it's easier for people to use cryptocurrencies in their daily lives, making PundiX an exciting project for blockchain enthusiasts who are looking for signs of future mass adoption. Next one we're going to look at today is SiaCoin, which their symbol is SIA. SiaCoin is one of the leaders in decentralized cloud storage, more secure and affordable alternative centralized cloud storage solutions like Amazon, Google Drive, iCloud, Dropbox, and many others. I'm, a, I'm personally a user of, of Google Drive and Dropbox, I've used Dropbox off and on, but I actually pay for a Google Drive service. So I, I do plan to check out the Sia Coin Cloud Storage and see how much better this is. So Sia 1.0 is launched in June, 2016, and it's actually achieved considerable adoption since then, with the $200 billion cloud storage market that widely seen as one of the spaces most ripe for blockchain disruption. Sia has gotten off to a nice start by offering a functional decentralized cloud storage platform for over two years. And let's face it, why is cloud storage so important? I see this in the electronic space. We see just the amount of digital media that we, you know, we are looking to store, whether it's pictures, videos, music, everything. It is growing by leaps and bounds. But what you're seeing is, in a lot of cases, we've gone from these massive hard drives and computers to smaller capacity, solid state drives, right? So you need some kind of, whether it's an external hard drive or a cloud storage system to help you store. Cloud storage gives you the ability to access your, your data across multiple devices. So that's why cloud storage is such a big deal. You're seeing that market grow more and more. That is something that we're gonna see explode, I think in the next few years as well. Uh, so that is why SciaCoin could be a big player, but definitely this is not investment advice by any means. This is just pointing out cryptocurrencies that have real working products with real world use. So those, those two we talked about today do have some functional use already. All right, so that is it for our episode today for our content. Just a reminder, all the news articles we talk about are posted on the Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto. Make sure to go and give the page a like. If you wanna make sure you stay up to date, we, we post many updates throughout the day. So if you wanna stay update, updated and make sure you don't miss anything, well, after you click the like button, go in and click the follow and it will give you an option to select follow first or see first, should I say? You select see first and make sure that on your timeline you will never miss an update from us. So go ahead, click on that, hit it up. You also get notified every time we upload a podcast, which you can stay in the know of what's going on in the crypto world. Also, like to mention at the end of every episode as well, on Amazon, you can purchase our beginner's guide to cryptocurrency under the same name as this podcast, From No Crypto to No Crypto. Not a long book, 40 page, short read, just gives you the basics of what you need to know to get started in cryptocurrency, who to follow, where to get your resources, 
you know, what resources to use. So it's a great opportunity for you just to get some of the basics underway as you learn throughout this cryptocurrency journey. It's available in paperback and Kindle ebook. If you purchase the paperback, you get the Kindle ebook at no cost. It's free when you buy the paperback. So check it out. It's on Amazon for sale today. All right. That is it for our episode today. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.